Hi, I'm Dr. Alicia Armistead. I'm a chiropractor who specializes in nutrition for 14 years in Connecticut and New York City. And I wanted to talk today about minerals, magnesium, calcium, iodine, and zinc. In general, I feel like the average American is deficient in minerals. Our food, even if we eat healthy, is lacking these minerals because it's no longer in our soil. A great book that describes this concept is called Empty Harvest, and it's exactly that. Our kale, our spinach, our apples, they just don't have the nutrition that they used to because the minerals are lacking in our soil. To have good nutrition, you need healthy soil. And so sometimes this is where supplementation comes in, even when you're eating healthy. So let's start talking about magnesium. Magnesium is a mineral found in nature and is one of the body's electrolytes. About 99% of your body's total magnesium is actually in your bones, muscles, and soft tissue, while only 1% is concentrated in the blood. In the body, it is the fourth most abundant mineral and helps in hundreds of enzyme systems, affecting muscle and nerve function, blood sugar control, blood pressure regulation, and more. And it is found in numerous foods. There's a good amount in green leafy vegetables, avocados, bananas, and potatoes, along with some nuts and beans. But despite it being found in these foods, the World Health Organization reports that less than 60% of adults in the United States has enough magnesium. When we don't have enough magnesium in the body, lots of things can go wrong since it's part of so many different enzyme reactions. Almost 300 different reactions in your body need magnesium in order to occur. Magnesium deficiency has been linked to heart disease, migraines, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, and ADHD. Symptoms include hypertension kidney and liver damage, glaucoma, other deficiencies, vitamin K, vitamin B1, calcium, and potassium, all rely on magnesium. Restless leg syndrome can be due to magnesium deficiency, horrible PMS, mood swings, insomnia, trouble sleeping, weak bones, and recurrent bacterial and fungal infections due to a depressed immune system without magnesium, and tooth cavities actually can be due to a lack of magnesium, cramps, and constipation. All of these symptoms can occur if the body doesn't have enough magnesium because magnesium is so important to help cell growth and reproduction, energy storage, stabilization of the cell membrane, normal function of the muscle cell and nerves, and for strong bones. So of course we want to make sure we're getting enough magnesium in our bodies, and a supplement is a good idea. But the magnesium ion is very reactive and unstable. So we want magnesium supplement that comes from a food source, not made in a laboratory. Supplementation with magnesium in a whole food matrix mimics the way magnesium is found in nature, which is what we're really actually missing. Because there's so many different varieties of magnesium in supplement form, look for one that is made from food. I muscle test the body 
So I probably have about four different types of magnesium in the office that I really do like the made from food. But I like to be very specific and see what form of magnesium the patient needs. I also test and see if the patient is having any digestion issues, any gastrointestinal condition that can actually have trouble absorbing nutrients, because if we're going to supplement with it, I want to make sure that the body can actually use it. Additionally, individuals under a lot of stress and those taking medications can affect magnesium levels. Medications include diuretics, asthma medication, birth control pills, and proton pump inhibitors. Those patients on those medications should be muscle tested to see if they also need a magnesium supplement. The need for magnesium when stress occurs because magnesium calms down the sympathetic nervous system, which is part of the nervous system that controls the fight or flight response during stressful periods. Magnesium relaxes the nervous system and allows the parasympathetic nervous system to function properly, restoring homeostasis or balance to the body. In this way, it's not only good for people who are stressed, but also depression or any type of moodiness. There has to be a healthy ratio between magnesium and calcium to have the body keep a homeostasis. Magnesium relaxes the nervous system while calcium excites it. Magnesium relaxes muscles while calcium helps contract them. There has to be twice as much calcium as magnesium in the body to get muscles to relax and contract appropriately. What I've seen work best in my office is to dose calcium and magnesium separately for optimal absorption. Don't do a calcium-magnesium supplement together. Calcium is absorbed better on an empty stomach, and magnesium is absorbed with food, so they are taken at different times of the day. Now, calcium is the most abundant mineral in the human body, stored mostly in the bones and teeth. About 99% of our calcium is found inside the bones. The other remaining 1% is stored throughout our muscles and organs. Calcium is needed to control levels of magnesium, phosphorus, and potassium in the blood, since these minerals all work together to balance one another. This is why it's so important to avoid calcium deficiency and strive to consume calcium-rich foods on a regular basis. Eating a variety of mineral-rich foods helps you avoid electrolyte imbalance and allows you to reap the most benefits from these nutrients. So what are the symptoms of calcium deficiency? Brittle, weak bones and a higher risk of bone fractures, problems with proper blood clotting, weakness and fatigue, muscle spasms, feeling pins and needles, irritability, delays in children's growth and development, heart problems involving blood pressure and heart rhythms. Part of the reason that low calcium levels can cause a range of negative symptoms is that your body pulls calcium from calcium reserves that are stored within the bones when your diet does not include enough. It does this to maintain enough calcium in your blood, which is needed at all times, and is crucial for ongoing blood vessel and muscle function. The people at highest risk for experiencing a calcium deficiency are children, adolescent girls, and postmenopausal women. So it's these people that might need to supplement with calcium if they're not getting enough through their diet. There are lots of different forms of calcium supplements 
and calcium lactate is the form of calcium I like the most because it's the least irritating and most effective form of calcium you can give your body. It's best taken on an empty stomach so the body can absorb it better. When muscles don't have enough calcium, they will cramp, especially the legs, feet, and toes. This can be not only uncomfortable, but also quite painful. It's those Charlie horses. 99% are actually due to dehydration, magnesium or calcium deficiency, or sometimes all three. I've seen calcium relieve cramping, often in 10 minutes or less. Calcium is effective in relieving or diminishing menstrual cramps and twitching muscles as well. You may have heard the expression feed a fever, but what do you feed it exactly? And the best answer is calcium. Typically, when fighting an illness, white blood cells draw calcium from the bones to assist in warding off infection. Instead of depleting these reserves in your bones, it's best to take calcium lactate to give the body the important amount of calcium it needs to make the fever more effective in destroying the bacteria. If 12 years or older, take 3 calcium lactate every 20 minutes until fever is down. Take at most 9 calcium tablets an hour for 2 hours. Calcium has a blood pressure lowering effect in hypertensive patients, especially in my older patients. By helping blood vessels tighten and relax when they need to, calcium and magnesium work together to regulate the pressure of blood on the arteries. Calcium also promotes wound healing. When tissue is injured, including broken bones, minor scrapes, mouth sores, and serious wounds, calcium is one of the most important minerals needed for repair. In wound repair, calcium helps form a kind of cellular cement whether for bones, skin, muscles, tendons, or blood vessels. And that's what's needed to heal. Now, on to iodine. Iodine is a mineral required by the human body, for it's not made by the body. Therefore, iodine must be supplied by the diet. Iodine is responsible for many functions, including thyroid hormone production and growth and development of infants and children. Iodine plays a major role in brain and bone development, particularly during pregnancy and infancy. Yet iodine deficiency is now regarded by the World Health Organization as the most prevalent and easily preventable case of impaired cognitive development in children in the world. There are at least 30 million suffering from this preventable condition. Millions more are suffering with thyroid issues that iodine can help. The thyroid is an endocrine gland located on the lower front part of the neck. Its main responsibility is to make thyroid hormones that are used by the body to sustain energy, activate the brain and muscles, and keep organs working promptly. The thyroid gland uses iodine consumed from food to make the hormones. Then the hypothalamus and pituitary gland in the brain signal to the thyroid gland to release the necessary hormones when in demand. A thyroid produces two different hormones, T3 and T4. T3 is a hormone that plays a role in growth and development, metabolism, body temperature, and heart rate. Low T3 levels may indicate hypothyroidism. T4 is the main hormone secreted into the bloodstream by the thyroid gland. It is converted into the active form T3. 
Low levels of T4 may indicate hypothyroidism as well. Thyroid-stimulating hormone is a hormone secreted by the pituitary gland that stimulates the thyroid gland to produce T3 and T4 that in turn stimulates tissue metabolism in the body. When the body is iodine deficient, however, T3 and T4 cannot be made and hypothyroidism develops. Symptoms of hypothyroidism include fatigue, constipation, weight gain, muscle weakness, or stiffness. Other signs and symptoms of iodine deficiency include depression, dry skin, headaches, brain fog, thinning hair, constipation, shortness of breath. Unlike nutrients such as calcium, iron, or vitamins, iodine does not occur naturally in specific foods. Rather, it is present in the soil and ingested through foods grown on that soil. In the early 1920s, Switzerland was the first country to fortify table salt with iodine to control creatinism and goiters, which were common then. But I don't like the white table salt that most people use. Patients ask me a lot whether or not they should have salt even in their diet, and as long as the patient is not suffering from water weight, kidney disease, or high blood pressure, salt is a great thing to have in your food to actually help keep electrolyte balance. But the real question is what kind of salt? And my answer is the pink one, the Himalayan salt. Over the last couple of years, there has been a rave about sea salt being a healthy alternative to table salt. But do you know why it's better? Or have you just been using it because you like its texture and you think it tastes better? Sea salt is obtained directly through the evaporation of seawater. It's not usually processed and therefore retains trace levels of minerals like magnesium, potassium, and calcium. Table salt, on the other hand, is mined from salt deposits and then processed to give it a fine texture. The processing strips table salt of any minerals it may have contained, and additives are usually used to prevent clumping or caking. Chlorine is also used to make the salt the pearly white that it is. Yes, that's right, they use chlorine. That means they bleach it, just like we bleach our whites to make them whiter. That's what the manufacturing uses to make table salt white. Some say there's no real health advantage of sea salt, because one can receive the same trace minerals found in sea salt in other healthy foods. And I say that given the choice of trace mineral-filled salt or salt with synthetic iodine bleach and other preservatives, I'll go with the all-natural sea salt. And even better than sea salt is Himalayan salt, which I think tastes better and has 84 trace minerals in it, and sea salt only has 7 trace minerals. I wonder if all the problems we attribute to the consumption of too much salt is actually due to the toxicity of chlorine and the other food additives that we put into salt. I wonder if salt not having its natural minerals causes our digestion system to borrow the minerals from our body in order to digest it properly and the long run actually causes deficiencies in the body that turns into water imbalances If left long enough, these imbalances then turn into disease, like the high blood pressure and the heart disease and the kidney dysfunction that we blame salt on. So I really wouldn't use the table salts and switch over to Himalayan salt. Iodine is found in saltwater fish, seaweed, and dairy products. 
Iodine improves immunity and helps induce apoptosis, which is the self-destruction of dangerous cancer cells. While it can help destroy mutated cancer cells, it doesn't destroy healthy cells in the process. An example of this evidence shows that the ability of iodine-rich seaweed to inhibit certain types of breast cancer This is supported by the relatively low rate of breast cancer in parts of the world like Japan, where women consume a diet high in seaweed. Specific types of iodine treatments are also sometimes used to help treat thyroid cancers. Most people are iodine deficient because of certain chemicals in our environment that reduce iodine absorption, specifically fluoride found in our water and bromine, which is found in many plastic containers. It's also because the amount of iodine in our soil is depleting, so our plants don't absorb a lot from the soil like they used to. So even when we're eating a lot of seaweed, we have to be careful of our water and our plastic intake as well. Fluoride-free water can be found in bottled water, and certain water filters can filter out the fluoride. Now zinc. Zinc benefits the body in many ways. It helps with hormone production, proper growth and repair, improved immunity, and promoting normal digestion. It also has the ability to act as an anti-inflammatory agent, which means that it has significant therapeutic effects for several common chronic diseases like cancer and heart disease. On the other hand, zinc deficiency can lead to a number of health issues such as chronic fatigue, acne, digestive issues, and hormonal problems. Unfortunately, because the body needs so much zinc, behind only iron, it's the second most abundant trace mineral in the human body. It's easy to be deficient in zinc. How does zinc help your body exactly? It's actually present within all body tissues and is needed for healthy cell division. It acts like an antioxidant with the body, fighting free radical damage and helping slow the aging process. This mineral also has a major impact on hormonal balance. So for this reason, even a small deficiency can result in increased risk for fertility and diabetes. Some of the zinc stored in your body is actually held within your skin, and it plays a key role in the development and growth of various human tissues. Because it supports production of collagen, the most abundant protein in the human body, and collagen forms connective tissue, zinc can also help people recover from burns, ulcer, slow healing wounds, and other types of skin damage. Zinc benefits can also help support the immune system in a way that may limit skin's susceptibility to infections while healing. Oysters actually contain the most zinc of any food. However, I don't usually recommend eating a lot of shellfish for a number of reasons. So second best is lamb, grass-fed beef. If you don't eat meat, then eat chickpeas. Cashews are filled with a lot of zinc and pumpkin seeds. If you don't regularly eat zinc-rich foods, then get muscle tested for a zinc supplement. It's important because zinc deficiency can cause some serious and unpleasant side effects like hair loss, problems with your sense of taste and smell. Getting recommended amounts of zinc can help keep your immune system strong. Eating too little zinc can actually lower the immune system, making you more likely to get sick. 
The body also needs zinc to make proteins. This means zinc plays a key role in building and maintaining lean muscle mass. In fact, a zinc deficiency can cause a poor appetite and actually unintentional weight loss. Keeping up with your daily zinc will help you look and feel your best. Having the right ratio of calcium and magnesium isn't the only thing you need for strong bones. For zinc actually helps prevent osteoporosis in women as well, especially those going through menopause. I know that was a lot of information. And if you're wondering if you need a zinc supplement or maybe magnesium and calcium, or maybe even iodine, it's best to get muscle tested to be specific for a supplement made from food because that's how the body recognizes it and can use it well. And it's true form from mother nature. The body truly recognizes food and knows how to use it to heal. Give it the body what it needs. Food can be medicine and the body can heal.